This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Countdown. Oh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's the final countdown. Welcome to Cisco and Treebird present a podcast, Christmas Spectacular on Ice. On ice. Where we, Quinta Brunson and Kate Peterman. Great Christmas movies from our opposite vantage points. Uh, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness who has never celebrated Christmas in her life. And I was raised as as a Catholic who celebrated Christmas every single day since I was born. That's right. So with those two perspectives, we've decided to put together our own three-point rating systems for what makes a great Christmas movie and then our overall rating system on what we've agreed has made an overall great Christmas movie welcome back you guys this is the last the episode, last episode. should we get into our should we remind the people of what we're doing here today yeah absolutely so i'll remind you of my three-point system me cisco quinta my top three hallmarks for a great christmas movie are one a life and death level emotional moment two good music and three a big eyed baby and mine tree bird kate top three hallmarks for a great christmas movie Number one, a happy ending where nothing hurts. Number two, got to be funny slash have laugh out loud moments. And number three, it has to have a sense of childlike wonder and hope. hope. Then we have our three agreed upon hallmarks for what makes a great Christmas movie in general. And uh, those are number Number one, one, melting melting a heart heart of stone. stone. Number Number two, a a dash of Christmas Christmas magic. And number number three, escapism. So that's just a quick reminder, and we're about to get into these movies. But before I do, Kate, right now, the listeners at home listening to this, mm-hmm. it's about to be Christmas time. You it's about I mean? to be Christmas. Uh, <laughs> do you have any plans for your Christmas this year? <laughs> what if I just fainted? <laughs> what if I was just like, I got too overwhelmed by it, and I was like, like uh, what if I threw up are, right are now? You, are you going to be in Los Angeles? No, I'm going to be back in uh, Kingston, Pennsylvania. Kingston, Pennsylvania. Home Kingston, sweet. Pennsylvania. Home. Seeing my family. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah. Uh, how about you? Me, I will be in Vegas. Vegas! Vegas, baby! What? Yeah. You did not tell me that. I didn't get to. We haven't got, we've been talking about, you know, this and yeah. work and stuff. But, no, I'm going to go to, uh, my birthday is on December 21st. Which is funny because growing up, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, do you get, like, two presents for Christmas? <laughs> You're a Christmas it's so baby. Close. And I was like, no, I get zero because <laughs> I want to celebrate my birthday or Christmas. But this year, um, my boyfriend is taking me to Vegas, and I, I, I'm happy. I wanted to go to Vegas with him for a while. Yeah. So that overlaps with Christmas. Whoa. 
Yeah. I just really thought about ho, ho, ho. in Vegas. It's going to be a crazy experience. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. So, But that'll be a new Christmas experience for me. So wow. Vegas at Christmas time. Oh, God, I'm not excited. But that's going to be am. a that's going to be an interesting crowd. I'm, I have no no clue. No idea what you'll what to expect for you. I think that's what's interesting about Christmas. No matter where you go. And you don't think that Christmas will be there. It will be there in its own form. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be a sinful, disgusting Christmas atmosphere in Vegas. But that's going to be a Christmas memory for me now. It might be. Yeah. It might be beautiful. I think it might be beautiful. All right. Well, maybe. I don't People being like, yeah, most of the, I just feel like it's not a hop in time to be in Vegas, but I could be wrong. All of my Vegas memories are just disgusting, but I've Mine never too. been with, I don't, oh, oh, oh. I've I'm never been I, with my, never been with a significant other, so I'm excited to go. <laughs> Jesus. Um, awesome. And this episode, yes, it's our finale. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're going to do something a little bit different at the end. We are going to each name what we consider... After all of the uh, movies went through their rigorous grading process, we are each going to say what we think is the best Christmas movie, and then we're going to do our joint agreed-upon Christmas movie, but we're going to have to get there later. So, Stay tuned, stay, people. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into yes, it. Yes, no? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Elf. So we're getting into one of Kate's. Favorite movies, not just of the Christmas season, but of all time, like all time. Yeah. All right. Elf, 2003 director, John Favreau. Fun fact, he was in one of our other Christmas movies, Four Christmases. He Mm -hmm. also directed Iron Man, one of the greatest directors, I think, of our time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't share that opinion. I think you guys should wake up. Anyway, (laughs) Elf, 2003. Uh, Elf follows Buddy the Elf. What? So Kate wrote here. I didn't want to. Okay, let me read what Kate wrote. Sorry. Elf, 2003. Director John Favreau. Greatest movie of all time. Elf follows Buddy the Elf, a human man who was accidentally taken to the North Pole as a baby and raised as an elf until he was 35. Shocked to learn the truth about his story, Buddy sets out to find his birth father, Walter Hobbs, who works as a children's book publisher in New York City's Empire State Building and resides on Santa's naughty list. Unaware of Buddy's existence, Walter is less than pleased to meet his son from his former late love, Susan Wells. After taking a genetics test, Walter has no choice but to accept the fact that he is, in fact, Buddy's biological father. Buddy quickly, albeit clunkily, makes his way into the hearts of Walter's now wife, Emily, and son, Michael. Buddy also finds love with someone he believes to be a fellow Christmas lover, Jovi. Things are going fine. But when Buddy insults a hotshot writer whose help Walter was depending on, Walter snaps and tells Buddy to leave and never come back. Buddy winds up running into his old pal Santa in Central Park. Santa's sleigh engine blew and its backup power source Christmas spirit is at an all-time low. Finally coming together to help Buddy, his family and girlfriend sing on the news to help spread cheer, allowing Santa's sleigh to fly over the crowd gathering near the park. Christmas is saved. I noticed that the ones, the the movies I like the most are the most chaotic uh, uh, summaries. Yes. Because I'm just like, oh, and then and another then, thing. And then, and another. then So and then I didn't even mention the fact that things were mended between him and Walter, his dad, not once. 
I just said he tells her to leave and never get back. And then Santa's there. (laughs) I love the way you leave out most of the plot when you're excited about a movie. So I love it. It's great. It's just string together all my Meanwhile, it's one of the longest ones. And you leave out. You actually put the plot in more when you hate the movie. That's what's funny. Because it's the only thing I have to go on. Yep. You summarize it very well. All right. So (laughs) Elf. And I will agree with you that this is a just a fantastic movie in general. If it it's a movie I would watch if it weren't Christmas. Like if it just yeah. came on TV in April, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll watch some Elf. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Finish that thought. I didn't have anything. That's why I, I just wanted to say that. I'm not sure about you. I have nothing against Elf. I don't know. You sit on a throne of lies. I do like this movie, but you know what's funny? Because we're here on this podcast and then we're talking about it. I think that used to be too much Christmas for me, and I didn't celebrate it. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was, like, too much. He's literally an elf. He's an elf. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like the Santa Claus. Because like Santa a Claus, he's, he's learning how to be Santa yeah, Claus. But elf this, is, we know, Chris, yeah. It's a lot of Christmas for me, but yeah. I still think it's funny. But, no, it's not my favorite Will Ferrell film. It's fine. I'm sorry. It's okay. I still love you. We have I just wish that I wish that like the camera could zoom in into my eyes and just see me inside just going, fuming. No! <laughs> well, I think you should tell the people at home why it's your favorite. The people listening. Uh, might not be at home, but the people listening. Why it's my favorite. Oh my god, I wasn't prepared for this. Um it is my favorite because A, I grew up loving Newhart. Mm-hmm. And Bob, Bob Newhart's Newhart in this bad boy. Is his adopted mm-hmm. elf father. Uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story is yes. in it. And I think it's just he has the childlike wonder and hope mm-hmm. in him so significantly. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to watch him. Go to it. He feels like when when Buddy the Elf goes places to like mm-hmm, the store and, and yeah. he does things. It honestly feels to me emotionally the way putting on like a warm blanket feels when you're cold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just it honestly warms my heart mm-hmm. and it's happy and it, I feel like it starts happy and it really does get happier, which is my favorite type that. of movie. It's what I asked for bedtime stories when I was younger. That yeah. My one qualm was, please don't have a plot. Definitely don't have a conflict. <laughs> but I think this movie has conflict. It has a conflict, has a yes. Plot, but, but not too much. It's not overbearing it's simple. the That's conflict. The thing. Yeah. I just, it's, it doesn't hurt at all. And I think that that's why I really, really like that. it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. So for my number one. Life and death level emotional moment. <laughs> you just described how happy it was. Yeah. Mm, not really for me. Okay. It doesn't happen. <laughs> well, I'll can, let you finish. Can we be <laughs> honest that it, it for me, it, it doesn't happen? And you just said it's, oh, it. I don't know. What say I, what you want to say, Quentin. <laughs> say what you really feel, finally. It doesn't have a life and death level emotional moment for me. If I had to choose one, if I had to reach in there and pick one, I would say it's the fact that, like, Christmas is going to die. Yeah. But that's very quickly at the end, and it yeah. doesn't. No, it doesn't have a life and death emotional moment. No. No. Um, except for the fact that Susan Wells is dead. No, I know. I, I knew it was reaching when I was saying it. Yeah. I didn't believe it. It's okay. All right. We're allowed to have different opinions on things that you're wrong about. <laughs> okay, for me, number one, a happy ending where nothing hurts. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. 
They get married. They sing a song later with yep. with and and Newhart's happy. Everyone's happy. The everyone's happy. They're where happy. they're supposed to be. Both towns, the North Pole's happy. Everyone's happy. New York City's happy. The, this is a and they make a book. Yeah, they make a book. So cute. I love that. This movie is almost. It has the spirit of those little those little short movies that the, the little claymation movies. Oh, oh, like Rudolph and... Yeah, it has the spirit yeah. of that and that it's so cheerful. It's, it's so very cheerful. cheerful. It's just such an uplifting yeah. piece of cinema. Okay. Um, <laughs> Number two. Uh, I love... Okay, good music. I'll say it has like some songs. Yeah. <laughs> and if nothing else, I'll give it the fact that they all have to sing um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town at the end. To to bring, you better not cry. Isn't that Santa Claus better is coming? Not cry. Yeah. Better not shout. I'm telling you why. Yeah. Santa, Santa Claus is coming. Claus. Yeah. And they have to sing that to get the spirit of Christmas alive. Yeah. I just have the Mariah Carey version. Oh, in my head. you can Santa hear. Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 I like little Zoe Deschanel's voice. Yeah. So I love when she sings and her face just doesn't move. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it. It has a good song. Yeah. <laughs> Has a good song. <laughs> this is a struggle for Quinta to get through without being as honest as she wants to be about it. I'm not mean. You could say what you want. It's still my favorite movie. I said what I needed to say. <sighs> Number two for me. You got to be funny. Have LOL moments. Absolutely. Yes, I, me and my cousin rewinded the part where he gets hit by a cab maybe <laughs> a thousand times. We were. Cr- I just remember laughing so yeah. hard because that whole string of events. He yeah. gets hit by the cab, and then he tastes the perfume. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, that and part then the escalator, is hilarious. Someone special. Hmm. <laughs> you know what's funny to me? That's not funny. Just him redoing the mall. It's. It, you know what I yeah. mean for the Christmas. It's not like yeah. supposed to be a funny moment, but to me, that's yeah. very hilarious. It's great. He I does think- it so well. I think that's the thing, and maybe Will Ferrell just does this really, really well, mm-hmm. but even the part where he goes to be like, oh, uh, for someone special, that is cringy because yeah. you know he's going to give it to, but for some reason it's only funny. Like, yeah. I don't feel a sense of, like, unease or embarrassment yeah. for him. Yeah. I, I guess that's that's really nice to watch, too, because I love that type of humor, but sometimes I'm like, ooh, I'm cringing. He's just also big and stupid. He's so great. His big ass walking through New York in that elf costume is too so, much. Kate fact, they won't do they won't do an elf too. He's said absolutely not. Uh he's done a bunch of other sequels to his movies. Why won't he do elf too? He won't do elf too because he was like, I don't think I should put on the costume again. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's a real one for that. <laughs> so funny to me. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the only, I mean, that was a fun fact, but the big main fun fact mm-hmm. uh, for this. Another fact. Another Kate fact. Ready, ready to have your mind blown. Will Ferrell was once actually a mall Santa. Really? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Easy. I could see that easy. You could throw a beard right on that man. Yes. The suit, everything. Yeah. He has the demeanor. He could pull he it off. He has the demeanor. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Number three. I will say... Like I said, Will Ferrell is one walking big-eyed baby, and he is that in this. He yeah. is just a walking big-eyed baby. Yeah. 
can't believe anything. He loves everything. Oh, oh, what is he? He has something at the table for the first time, and he's overwhelmed. What was it again? Spaghetti? Spaghetti, yeah. Is it spaghetti? He, uh, yeah. Co- no, coffee is him and kicking and screaming. I'm mixing his No, he has up. coffee for the first time, and he takes a sip, and he goes, yeah, yeah. he's like, you don't have to drink. He goes, thank, thank you. you. That's what it is. <laughs> There's also... Uh, Amy Sedaris yeah. is in. She plays the uh, the woman at the desk outside of, yeah. his, of his office. And there's a moment where she's on the phone. She goes, "I don't know. I've never declogged kittens before. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bring them by the trailer after work. I'll see what I could do." <laughs> what? Why is? <laughs> and when they're in the mail room, and the guy who's very clearly yeah over twenty six, it's like I'm twenty six years old. Now man. you're just talking about LOL moments. Yeah, sorry. I'm just ex- did did I not do my number two? No, I, I did. Was, I, I did was on already. Big Ed Babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I guess I just I I just kept remembering how perfect of a movie it is. I get it. I get it. It also has a sense of childlike wonder and hope. That is that's the movie. That is the movie. The whole movie. Yeah, and everyone warms up to it. Oh, it's beautiful. It really is. Can't believe you hated it. I didn't say. <laughs> it. I swear. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know you didn't hate it. All right. Overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, melting a heart of stone. Yes. His dad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. His dad's heart Mm -hmm. was melted. Mm -hmm. Quintifact, that man has played his dad twice. James Caan. Is that his name? I think so. I never knew his name. I think it's James Caan. Where else did he play his dad? Oh. No. That's not, he's not the same one from Stepdad's. Or stepbrothers, stepdads. <laughs> stepdads. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna look it up on my phone. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> this is why I don't do facts. <laughs> so first we had an opinion, a call to action, and then just a straight up inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> There's been two inaccurate. This why I don't do them. It's so fun. Uh, okay, and number two. A, a dash, dash of Christmas, Christmas magic. magic. Absolutely. Yes. Is I this mean, the movie you were talking about, about having too much Christmas no, magic? It wasn't. Oh, fantastic. No, no, okay. no. Uh, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. yes, but not not the movie I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Not cool, at all. Cool. No, yeah. um, it's a dash of Christmas magic, and it's beautiful. It's he, great. He winds up back at home. He lives in the North Pole, for Christ's sake. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, he just believes the fact in Christmas magic. that he's so big and he made that little world work yeah. for him. Aw. <laughs> Where he's, he's splashing the water on himself Buddy. In, the sh- in the shower. What a good guy. All right. Number three. Escapism. Escapism. Yeah. yeah. I feel I, that's the one of the biggest reasons why I like it. You love it. Yeah. This is pure escapism for you as a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me Takes too. Takes me away. It Take does. Me away. Take me away. The great escape. We're going to take you away to a break. Oh, nice. That was off. Uh, we're going to send you to a break, and we're going to come back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we're back. What up? Um, we hope you enjoyed your break. Please go watch Elf. If you haven't already. You haven't. Go watch it. It's um, a fun little Mon Pa independent film. JK, it is not. It's not. Very Mon much Pa not. independent film. <laughs> you know, a Mon Pa store yeah. of independent films. No, I love it. <laughs> Mon Pa independent film. Elf. All right, guys. We're going to move on to our next movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
We'll be doing How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, the year 2000 version, directed by Ron Howard. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Ronald Howard, if you will. Ronald Howard. Based on Dr. Seuss's beloved holiday classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas follows the Grinch as he battles with the town who disregarded and humiliated him as a boy. We learn that the now mayor of Whoville has always hated the Grinch, for he was jealous of Martha May's affection for the Grinch. His jealousy prompted him to humiliate the Grinch for having facial hair when they were just school children. Years later, sweet Cindy Lou Who, a child living in Whoville, learns the Grinch's story and becomes the first person to reach out to him in the hopes of getting the Grinch to return to Whoville. But after yet another purposely humiliating experience with the people of Whoville, the Grinch becomes resolute in his hatred and decides to steal Christmas once and for all. The Grinch's plan works, but while sitting atop his mountain, he hears the people of Whoville singing, despite their Christmas being stolen. It's then that he realizes that Christmas isn't about things, it's about a little bit more. He decides to return the toys he stole, but the sleigh he put them on teeters on the edge of the mountain and is about to fall off. About ready to let them go, the Grinch hears Cindy Lou Who. She came to see him. She said no one should be alone on Christmas, and the Grinch is filled with a power he never felt before, friendship. The presents are returned along with the Grinch to his hometown of Whoville, and they were happy. Yay! Yay! The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. So, I rewatched The Grinch. Um, Love The Grinch. Love it, too. I rewatched it, too, and realized that it's very intricate, actually, and that's why, yeah, it's hard. It's one of the reasons I appreciate the movie, for sure. I know that it took a lot to make Whoville... Yeah. And I thought they did a really great job of bringing... Kate Fact, it was the most prosthetics uh, makeup and stuff like that used since The Wizard of Oz. You know what? The actor in me really was losing my mind it watching took, all those people who with that makeup on. I'm like, how long did all those people sit in makeup? Those poor makeup people who had to do all that makeup. Jim Carrey, it took him two and a half hours to get the makeup on in Oof. the morning and an hour to take it off at night. Yeah, see, that... Wow. And... Mm-hmm. God bless them all. Great job. But even them bringing, they brought Whoville to life with uh, the actors, but also with the the town. I mean, the font was straight out of the book. The way Mm -hmm. it looked was straight out of the book. And they just did such a good job of that. And I had to really appreciate that. So I have a, a Kate fact that you might really like. Yes. While filming, uh, Jim Carrey pulled a prank on Universal Studios in the back lot, and he ran out of the Bates Motel in a dress holding a knife, but no one recognized him. I actually know that fact. As you know, I have been on the Universal Studios tour upwards of 100 times. Quinta has given me the tour while we were on the tour. I've stopped the tour guide and be like, (laughs) actually, you should tell them about how Jaws sank to the bottom the first couple times. Thank me later. Tip me now. <laughs> Fun fact, I've been kicked off of the Universal Studios. Have you really? I have one time, one time, one time only. When? I was kicked off because I was speaking to people. This is one time when I got recognized at the park. Uh, and I spoke. I was speaking to someone in a different car. And they were like, ma'am, you can't do that. And I was like, excuse me, sir. I've been here 
many times. I'm a season pass holder and I pay for front of the line every time. You can't tell me what to do. And, and they then he like, said, get out. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just like, kick you, you off in the back lot and you had to walk back? Uh, no, they, they technically like kicked me off before the tour started. So you just I was got just into like, a different car? I got in a different car. I was like, you With people you shit. knew? No, I was, oh, uh, okay. yeah. I think, who was I with at that time? It, it might have been, been Ella. Ella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's whatever. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Well, like, were we talking about the fact that I'm an expert at Universal Studios Backlot? What can I say? What can I say? No, <laughs> that tour is amazing and people should take it. Quintifact, the actual Whoville set part of it is still sitting on mm-hmm. the Universal Studios lot and you can see it on the Universal Studios tour. Universal Studios, go and use code Quinta and Kate and get nothing. <laughs> and get nothing at all. <laughs> and get Look security called on you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, so that's my Quinta fact. That was the first actual factual Quinta fact I've ever had. Fantastic. All oh. right. Wow. Yeah. Miracles can happen. So Miracles happen. Let's talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll start with my number one. Let's do it. My number one, a life and death level emotional moment. I can say that it doesn't have it for me, mm. but... I feel so sad for Baby Grinch. First of all, that little baby. The Why baby is he so cute? Is so cute. Why is he so cute? The and the pack so when he has his little the bag on his head and then he takes the bag off, it's but the so book cute. is in front of him. They puts the book down, and his shoes in front of him. Oh my god! And I looked up the actor who actually played a uh, little uh, eight-year-old Grinch, uh-huh. and he actually just looks like that. Oh, as in. Yes, makeup did a ton, but his facial structure looks like that. Aww. So I hope he's doing well now. I'm sure he is. I hope so. He's just such a sweet, oh, yeah, God, little baby. Sweet. You know but, what broke my heart? That no one chased him. I know. He it didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. And that wrong. was so sad to Everyone just let me. him run out. And that's it. Like, yeah, that really, that really got me. But I'm not going to lie. It didn't have it for me. But mm. I think it, it, it carried some emotion somewhere where you didn't really expect it to, yeah. to do that. So I thought that was great, and they should be acknowledged for being able to pull that off. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Uh, happy ending where nothing hurts. Yeah, yeah. I say it has that. It has that. Yeah. It has that. I love it. I, uh, I'm i happy he he gets with Martha at the end. Yeah, I love that they yeah. get together at the end. Yeah. And she's, like, awful like him, too, and I like that. I know. And it kind of makes... It kind of makes... I'm happy that they get together, but I'm also like, damn, you guys could have been together. She wasn't... Yeah, like they could have been together for a long time. They could have been together the whole time. He got ran out the city. But, yeah, um, Quintifact. Oh, wow. For some reason, I've got a lot this time. Cindy Lou Who was added to be a main character um, of this movie. She wasn't as big in the original book or the original movie, mm-hmm. the one, the old one. But in order to turn this into a feature-length film... They needed more, so she was added as a super main character. They needed a big eyed baby. Move on. Second part to that fact, she's now a really cool rock singer. You should uh, check her out. I oh, forget dang. her name. As as you know, my facts don't come with much, but she uh, <laughs> she's a she's a singer. You just look up the girl who played Cindy Lou Who, and she has a Twitter account. And oh, she's hell a yeah. rock star. That's really awesome. Quinta facts. Uh, facts. Useless. Uh, cool. So yeah, that was that. So am I on, is it me? Uh, uh, Number two? Yeah. Good music? 
Well, they, well, they do the Grinch song, and he does. It's and he, Jim Carrey. It's who Jim does Carrey. It. It's his own version. It's good, and it's good. Yeah. And so I was about to get there. It, it, that's good. Mm-hmm. I think I like more than one slap, but that's good. Okay. All right. So yeah. it's a half a slap. It's a half a slap. Like that, that you one know is a slap, and that, and that's good because it's like, bam, you brought in a big dog, mm-hmm. and and you did it well. So, yeah. and if you bring in a big dog, I have to respect that. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Yeah, it's like having a really, really, really great turkey. Yeah, or a really, really, really big dog. Instead of three little dogs. Yeah, Uh, it's a great turkey, no side dishes. It's a great big dog and no little dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are very good metaphors. (laughs) And I'm moving on to my number two. Gotta be funny, have LOL moments. Absolutely. 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 Uh, oh, <laughs> there's a moment that one of the LOL moments that really got me is where he's trying to decide if he's going to go accept his award. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he goes, well, that day I have dinner with me. I can't cancel <laughs> that again. Stupid. He's so he's good. So I love funny. I freaking love Jim Carrey. Let me just say about Jim Carrey, too, real quick. We know it's him under there, under all that makeup and stuff. But he really became, <sighs> he the, became Grinch. the Grinch. You know what I mean? He decided to step out of his body and become this yeah. other thing. And he's. Very good at becoming other characters, but remaining himself. Mm-hmm. I think he should get points for that because we know he's a great character actor, but he's fantastic. And he really became the full-blown Grinch. If Think about it. If we didn't know that was Jim Carrey, we'd probably just be like, wow, that was a fantastic character. Whoever did yeah. that was great. And that character yeah. was so alive to me. Yeah. He did such a good job. He was so, like, physically good. He's so good physically at physical good. humor. It's, it's, and he I'll, has, like, so much control. And then, like, the long fingers yeah. and everything was. Like a Vermont. Yeah. An LOL moment for me is when he sees Cindy Lou for the first time. At that point, he's up on the wall. He's yeah. stuck in the corner. <laughs> and she screams. And she goes, ah! And he goes, ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb and so hacky, but yeah. I loved it. Oh no, it's, it's fantastic! So it's fantastic. They call hacky a bad thing, but we we like hacky stuff sometimes on this show. What do you think Christmas is? If not hack, go celebrate Presidents Day. Jeez. Get the stick out of your ass. Why don't you pull that stick out of your ass and get the hell out of my Christmas? <laughs> yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're getting loopy. All right. We're getting loopy. It's the last up, baby. Um, on to you. <laughs> ah, on to me. Big eyed baby. Uh, the Grinch is literally a big eyed baby at a point. And so is Cindy Lou. So is Cindy Lou. But I keep interrupting. No, it's okay. Cindy Lou is the big eyed baby. But then mm. they actually, the Grinch is then the big eyed baby. I never saw him as a big eyed baby, but there he was. There he was. You didn't even know you needed to see you him as a You know what it reminded me of? Zootopia. Oh, that's uh, a fantastic movie. Yeah, where the fox, I can't remember his name. Uh, Jason Bateman. <laughs> where Jason Bateman is a child. <laughs> it's a great movie. So, Big Eye Baby, yes and yes. Yes. A sense of childlike wonder and hope, absolutely. That is Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who. She has it. She carries it. Yeah. A lot of people are sort of like wishy-washy with right. it. I don't really like the townspeople of Whoville. Because they're just such—I hate the fact that they laughed at him getting a razor. Yeah, I thought that, that shit was, was corny. so rude. Yeah, that made me and mad. Like, you know he was Jeffrey Tambor? Yeah. I did not know that. I, I only knew it because I looked it up. Oh. But I didn't yeah. I didn't know ahead of time. I only time. knew it because yeah. I saw his name in the credits. I was like, what the oh, fuck? And Molly Shannon is in this. Yeah, I knew yeah. that. She looks like Molly Shannon still. He I know. doesn't quite look like him. And then when I was younger, I didn't know that yeah. who he was. Like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So. Um, so also, there's a moment— where 
Okay, when the Grinch is, I feel like we're all the Grinch at different times. Mm-hmm. Like someone hurt you when you were younger mm-hmm. and you just have this like, mm-hmm. you become them. Like mm-hmm. he became the thing that mm-hmm. everyone said he was, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. uh, Zootopia. And mm-hmm. then uh, where where he's listening to everyone saying, he's like, maybe Christmas doesn't come from the store. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Christmas is about a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then he. He starts convulsing on the ground and goes, help me. I'm feeling. (laughs) And that has been my year. Yes, that has been your year. I feel like I started feeling my feelings. Thank you, therapy. Thank you, therapy. And I feel that. And it's too much. Yeah, that's true. You haven't gone through that. Yeah. So I was like, ooh. That's beautiful. And she hit close to home. I like when... The dog starts to come to lick him, and and then he's like, "Oh, too much! No, (laughs) it's great, love it." Um, Um, Overall, overalls, yeah, let's do it. Okay, overalls. Number Number one, one, melting melting a heart of stone. stone. Yes, the the Grinch's heart is melted. Absolutely melted. That's just that end of discussion. His melt, his his heart not only melts, it then grows two three sizes. Si- three. three sizes bigger. It melts and then expands. Yeah. Like Beautiful. A, like something else. Who like does something that. that does that. <laughs> Who a smarter person would have known. <laughs> <laughs> like insert smart person line Wait, here. if someone could, if you could just clearly have a different voice yeah. and dub over. Like the scientist. Yeah. Number two, a, a dash of, of Christmas, Christmas magic. magic. Of course. Yes, it has it. Now, this was the movie I was going to say. Hear me out. Too much of a dash. Too much of a dash for they me. They oversalted it. it. It's a lot of Christmas for me in a way that I don't like that the whole town revolves around Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to know who is Whoville when it's not Christmas. How do I live I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometimes you can't have the a great thing all the time. Like yeah. it's not like they're working on something. Right, they're right. just celebrating Christmas. Does it's not like the elves without Christmas. Like seriously, I think it does. Yeah, oh, okay. Because I but couldn't they're tell. They're a Christmas town, I think. Yeah. So that's is what I got Whoville about like that's what they do, or is like is it Christmas all the time? I no, think they just yeah. they're just like celebrating or whatever, but. Yeah, see, that's too much Christmas for me. It's a lot of Christmas, and it's also like, where's your dark side? Everyone yeah. has to have some sort of outlet, otherwise, something fishy is happening. That movie is a little fishy. It's a little fishy. So, hmm. Okay. Anywho, number, number three, three escapism. escapism. Hell yeah. The whole thing takes place in a fictional place. Yeah. yeah. That, once again, my versions of it, what I look at as escapism. Whoville does not exist. As, right. as soon as you put me in a fictional land, I'm, yeah. I'm signing it's, it's up. It's got escapism. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so funny because in the beginning of this, you were talking about literally escaping things. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about more metaphorical. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've switched a little no, bit. Because I was like, huh, does it escape? But yeah, it does. It's escapism. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different world. Oh, and I just, I, I love that it rhymes at times. Which one? This one. Where he's like, maybe it's about a little bit more. Oh, yeah. You love that. I love that he hates that he starts to rhyme. I think I feel like the Grinch a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like the Grinch a lot of the time. Yeah, you are. But my 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 heart is melting. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all the Grinch at different times. We could all relate. I feel like I'm like half the Grinch, half Serena Williams, half Elon Musk, half Tony Stark. End of list? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know you were 200%. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Should we throw it to a brisake? Let's go Sorry, to I said a brisake. break. Let's go to our break. We'll see you in a bit. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, and we're back. back. Hope you enjoyed your breaks, you guys. This we're is at our final arguable mention. Final arguable mention. And we saved probably the most arguable mention for the last we arguable did. mention. This is the granddaddies of all granddaddies and of arguable mentions. Daddy. Is he ever? Okay, let's talk about it. We'll get to it. You guys already know what the fuck is going on, bitch. Die hard. Die hard. All righty. You guys knew this was coming. Um, Die Hard, 1988. Director, John McTernan. Welcome to the party, pal. It's Christmas Eve, and the Nakatomi Corporation is having their work Christmas party when a group of German terrorists seize control of the plaza, taking the 30-plus employees hostage. As lucky as he can be in the given circumstances, John McClane, a New York police officer in town to see his wife and family, remains unseen by the terrorists. Barefoot and dirty, John fights (laughs) the bad guys and makes friends via walkie-talkie with local LAPD officer Al Powell. John learns that Al has a terrible accident in his career that's caused him to serve strictly as a desk jockey nowadays. After some of the most badass action moves and maneuvers, John defeats the terrorist leader Hans Gruber, arguably the greatest villain name of all time. Everything seems to be taken care of. The hostages are released and the bad guys are stopped when a final terrorist comes out of the plaza, brandishing a gun, ready to take as many others with him on his inevitable march to the end. When Al stops overthinking and just acts, he kills the terrorist, putting the final heroic cherry atop this Sunday of justice, goodwill, and greatness towards man. Die Hard, written, written by Kate Peterman. Yeah, let's We're just moving get ahead. into it. Die Hard, baby. So, okay, so... This was another one of my first, and I know that's bad. But, no. I you know, mean, it is what it is. Let's talk about something. All right. We are both, uh, we're, we're 89 and 88? 89. 89. We're both yeah, 89 both babies. both 89 babies. So something, here's what happens with movies like this. Die Hard came out. Uh, year before us. The year before us. And people were already fully into it. By mm-hmm. the time we were old enough to see Die Hard, I think all we knew... It felt like a dad movie It felt me. like a dad movie. Yeah. And then all we knew probably as young ladies and then like maybe 14, 15, it was like, okay, we know Die Hard is good. We've heard it. We get it. We're not allowed to see it. And actually our interest has gone down in seeing it. Yeah. I think I'd rather see Mean Girls. And nothing like, pulled me to Die Hard. Nothing pulled us to go yeah. actually physically sit down and watch it. And so we just have grown up knowing... That Die Hard is a good movie. It's so funny, too, because I feel like I've watched movies similar to Die Hard. Right. Biggest example would be Con Air. And right, I've seen right. it maybe 300 times. Right. Because it's always on television. Right. Die Hard isn't on TV a lot. It's not on TV a lot. And then yeah. what's funny is most of the, the action movies that we then grew up with were all mimicking Die Hard. It's arguably, you know, this is a, a quintifact that I actually looked up. It set... The tone. Wow, we both had character arcs in this podcast. Is it crazy? Wow. How we grow and how we change. Yeah. Life. Wow. Life. 
And this is like the movie that set the tone for what a good action movie was to be after this. Like yeah. it kind of set the idea of, um, you know, out of his luck, no resources, good guy beats mm-hmm. a bunch of bad guys. And mm-hmm. that kind of was a thing that became a format from then on that people wanted to see. Yeah. Did you know that this was Bruce Willis's big first big motion picture? Isn't that insanity? I didn't know that. And I have to double check because I don't know if I'm wrong, but apparently. <laughs> and I could have made that up. I could have made that the <laughs> fuck up, but I'm pretty sure I read that. Yeah, man. Double check. You know what's crazy? And this is so weird. This movie is actually, okay, so it's like a quintessential like action movie, right? Right. It's action. I feel like growing up, uh, not to put gender stereotypes on anything but a lot of guys really liked this movie growing up that I that were around me. Yeah. Uh and turns out it was a book first. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was it was it's based on a novel and uh director John McTernan McTiernan uh he had the idea for it to all take place in one night mm-hmm. after going to see uh, Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream mm-hmm. because all of it happens in one night. And he was like, oh, it has to happen all in one night. Beautiful. Right? Isn't that great? No, that's inspired really cool. by Shakespeare. And I'm right. Before that, he was in TV <laughs> on the on the show Moonlighting. Oh. And Die Hard was his turn into uh, wow. movies. And, and I believe this is also true. Alan Rickman, one of your faves... First big, huge motion picture. It was big for everybody. So really cool. Alan Rickman has now been in two honorable mentions. Beautiful. Or arguable mentions. Arguable mentions, yeah. Harry Potter and Die Hard. But also honorable Honorable. mentions. And, you know, this is my first time watching this movie. And, guys, I know know every person out there knows this already. But Die Hard's a good movie. Die Hard has earned each and every single one of its stripes. I mean, I was just tuned in from beginning to end. It's just such a good movie. You were saying when he got off the plane with the bear, you were sold. Yeah. I also was sold at that moment that it was a Christmas movie. And I know we're about to argue... Have it, you know, our cute arguments. Yeah. But it's I, the moment he had that beer, I was just like, Yeah. Christmas movie. Oh. He has to get that beer to the child. Y'all want to play and say this isn't a Christmas movie? We can play. We can fight. Y'all ready? You can play. Nay, we can fight. We can fight. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So let's do it by hallmarks. We're going to do this the scientific way. Yeah, yeah. Take um, out your beakers. <laughs> Take out your pocket protectors. Take out your pocket protectors, you fucking dork. It's time to get scientific. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, bitch, life and death emotional moment. Bet your bottom dollar from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Everybody's about to die. Bruce, his wife. I even feel like, I even feel like the, 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 Turmoil between him and his wife. Yes, crazy. Feels life and death because it's It's good job. They did a good job. They did a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know whose side I was on. God love her for the physical restraint she showed. Yeah. But being like, I'm still going to be mad at you even though you look like that right now. (laughs) You're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. So, Bruce um, looks very good in this movie. Hottie with a body. Let's talk about it. It's that, you know, first of all, it's that frame that you appreciate. You like that. Steve from Sex about me? in the Yes. Oh, you yeah. like that Steve from Sex in the City frame. Oh, fuck me up. You like that. <laughs> yeah, that I do. Fr- that body type. Yeah, I do. And he has that in this. He does. I just like him. I like his face. I like the way he talks. I my crush on Bruce Willis developed later in life. It was actually in the movie The Kid. I've learned that I like 
Hollywood hotties when they become dads. Then I'm into it. I'm like, well, you can take care of a family. <laughs> now I'm Cause in. Because it's really nice to see someone. It's like, oh, you can care about something else. You can else. care about something. That's a great. That's great. Yeah, when they get in their dad phases. Eddie Murphy, same way for me. Like, Eddie Murphy and Daddy Daycare. Good night, He's just nurse. trying to get his family in order. And, uh, oop. So. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop is where it turned for me. I was really? Like, oh. You liked him in that? <laughs> yeah, he was so funny and smart. He is. But in Daddy Daycare, I don't know. It was something about his mm. face filled out, you know? Mm. He had a beard, too. I was like, Ooh. Are you the new daddy? I'm your daddy. <laughs> we are talking about Bruce right now, though. So yeah, Bruce This was, is Bruce's moment. Uh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh uh, number one for me, happy ending where nothing hurts. Yeah, yeah. it has that. It has that. And the, you know the what bad is? guys all they're all going. <laughs> Kate fact, probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Kate fact, mm-hmm. um, is that the terrorists were not actually speaking German. They were speaking German sounding. No, gibberish. they were not. Yes, they were. That's not okay. <laughs> the late eighties filmmaking. That's not okay. Okay, you can't do that. <laughs> Can't just take languages and mush them up. To be fair, no, our relationship with Germany was still pretty strained <laughs> at that time, right? They didn't have a great track. Is could, is that fair? I guess so. Yes, yes, but not okay. People who were alive, yes. the people were still, yeah. alive, you know. No, I hear you. I'm just, and saying. I'm not saying all Germans. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's move this on. This is why we can't do this. This is why we can't do I'm this. I'm not even drinking, I'm thank scared, God. and I am. So it has that for you. It does have that. Everyone's happy, even when you think they're not about to be happy when that guy yeah. comes out. You know, I'm, I am sad that the owner of the company dies in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, that sucks. I, it sucks. That really sucks. Because I really thought, damn, he stood up for his people. You know, he, he was really like, no more of this. took it like a champ, though. Like, he was like... Yeah, that, and that's what... In that moment, that's what made Hans Gruber like, what? Because the way they shot that, it, they didn't give you a moment. Nuh-uh. He said one, two, three, and he meant it. Yeah, and he was like, go man. ahead, kill me. He was like, I genuinely don't know what you're asking for. Like, and then I don't he know. killed him. And then he's like, then we're going to have to kill you. He's like, all right, kill me. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. And they also, Hans Gruber. You could have kept him alive. Like, he might have been, like, worth something. And he was like, nope, not worth anything. No, he did not care. He was like, I'm going to be on a beach, mm-hmm. and you are going to either help me or die. Or help me then die. Up to you. Really up to me. I'm the one holding the key. He definitely set the standard. One of my favorite villains of all time, Mission Impossible 3, and it's Philip Seymour Hoffman going up against Thomas Cruise. And TC. He is so scary, but I was scared to death of him in the way that I was just like obsessed with. He was so cruel and mean and mm-hmm. fucking killed Tom Cruise's girlfriend and just was like, I will kill. What's your wife's name? You have a wife, and Tom Cruise doesn't answer him. He's like, "You have yeah. a girlfriend. What do you have?" And he's like, "You, ad- you, I, I'm gonna whoever you have. I'm gonna kill her." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So many of these people were modeled off of this guy, like, Ooh. and I didn't know that until today when I watched Die Hard. Well, I feel like you have a, 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 you really appreciate when people could remove emotion and stuff like that from something. Like, in terms of decision-making in business. I do. Where you're just like, like it's not about that. This is business. emotions. It's it's not personal. It's business. Where are my villains? Like, when the villain gets emotional, I don't need that. Mm. Wait a second. Are we on my number two? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
ladies and gentlemen, the fact that they have Run DMC's Christmas song in here and they they pretty much like open with that. They have some other Christmas songs in the beginning at the Christmas art Christmas party, but when he gets in the limousine with Argyle, which is such a great name. Argyle, and I love and Argyle. And they play Run DMC. I was sold. That was the one. And guys, this is the last Christmas movie I've watched for this whole podcast. To get to hear that song was very important to me. Wow. It was. I, yeah. I needed to, and we talked about this. We were going to have like more black Christmas movies on here. Yeah. But we knew that they aren't the most mainstream. But black Christmas movies are important to me. If not, just for that reason, the music in them is just like the, the music I grew up listening yeah. to. So I mean, that would be interesting to do another uh installment of this trying to make me do more but the thing is is that I haven't seen those movies so maybe oh there's an angle there's an angle we just call it Kate Watches Black Movies (laughs) Black Christmas Movies just the whole title Kate Watches Black Christmas Movies for the first time with also Quinta who's there (laughs) has maybe watched some of them you guys should tune in (laughs) the tree bird in Cisco I watch it alright so yeah the fact that it had that song for me changed my life I didn't I couldn't even focus after that um okay number two for me uh it has to be funny have lol moments it does it has lol moments it cracks me up argyle's hilarious argyle's hilarious uh when he's in the back just talking to that girl and he's like of course i'm coming over listening to stevie wonder by the way (laughs) drinking champagne stupid such great music in this movie um i also just like the little banter between al and john Mm -hmm. and Okay, so I know that this isn't in the movie, mm-hmm. but at one point he said, and it's like an iconic line from the movie where he goes, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. And you know how much I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And there's a moment they re- – so the main character, Jake Peralta in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andy Samberg's character, loves – is obsessed with Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then it literally happens. Like someone mm-hmm. – He uh, gets Die Harded. They get Die Harded, right? It's, it's like almost the same thing. And uh, – he doesn't get to say the line. He wants to say. I think I've seen that one. But it's Charles who gets to say mm-hmm. the line, and it's the, one of the I've funniest lines one. ever written. Where he comes, he like falls down from mm-hmm. the or like jumps down and just goes, "Yippee kayak, other buckets!" <laughs> 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 just the dumbest thing in the world, and I couldn't stop thinking about that. It's an iconic line, and it just reminded me of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it felt like you know I loved it for that reason. Love it. For me, a uh, LOL moment was the fact. In a frustrating moment was the fact that he's trying to call the cops and they're like pretending it's a prank call. That is so, and he's just like, "You dumb, he's bitch. so mad." He's on the roof, literally getting like. What do you think it. I'm calling? He said, "What do you think I'm ordering a pizza?" <laughs> he's tying a freaking yeah hose around. Yeah, is that when he's tying? No, the hose? this is when he. No, no, no. This is when he. He's not tying a hose at this point. I think he's just on the roof trying to call the cops, trying to uh, see. I forget what it, what it is, but anyway, he's but calling no, the cops. But no, that's the first time he was on the roof. Yeah, and he's yeah, tying so a he hose. A, I don't know if that was the hose. I can't no, remember. It's just the first time he was on the roof. And he goes, yeah. what do you think? I'm ordering a pizza? Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, sir, this is a, we'll have to call the FCC. This is a crazy thing. Call him. I don't care. I want you to call the cops on me. I don't care. me. Like, I have to just send that. cops. And they were just like, that was so frustrating. It was very frustrating. And that part made me very mad, but it was also pretty funny. Yeah. And Bruce Willis is cute, so it was okay. He's cute. <laughs> Um, so, number three, a big-eyed baby. You may say no, but his daughter was indeed 
a big eyed baby. Oh. Only got shown, you know, not a lot of screen time. Yeah. But as soon as she got on screen, I was like, and there's my big eyed baby. We're That's doing the, it for her. We set up the big eyed baby. Mm-hmm. That's his, he needs to make it to the big eyed baby. Right. Big metaphoric big eye baby. Get to that baby. That's the big that's baby. the motivation. Yep. The big eye baby. Mm-hmm. Um, a sense of childlike wonder and hope. That's a hard no for me. Yeah. There is, <laughs> I will say again, yeah. maybe we could let Argyle carry that torch, but right. I feel like he's already carrying yeah. so many. It you just, know, it doesn't have it, and that's okay though. Yeah, it's all that's right. Okay, it's it's that's fine. Okay. It's not. This is a safe space. It's a safe space. It's okay. The internet is notoriously a safe space. <laughs> that's what it's known for. No opinion. No opinions will ever result in me getting personally torn apart by people who disagree. Exactly. So I could say it's what fine. I want. You can say what you want. So should we do our hallmarks of an, a great Christmas movie in general? Yeah. yeah. Number, Number one, one melting, melting a heart of stone. stone. Yes. I would say that the the wife's heart was melted a little bit by the end, and so was his. Their their relationship was melted back together. Okay. Go with me on this journey, if yeah. you will. All right. All right. I like, hold on. Buckle up. Put your seatbelt on. Click it or ticket. <clears throat> Al Powell. Yeah. Mm. So his heart that believed in himself, that part of his heart, stone. Carl Winslow. He he messed up. Yeah. And he couldn't forgive himself for it. Mm-hmm. And when it needed to melt for his job, it did. And That's I think beautiful, psh, beautiful rendition. Someone make it a freaking because I reached a little. With their relationship, but I still think it, it applies. But, I think yeah. it, me- yeah, I think it melted the heart of stone. Stone, you know, it doesn't have to just be hatred. It could be holding yourself back. Exactly. Yeah, and so it melted that part. Beautiful, Beautiful take on yeah. that. Number two, a, a dash, dash of Christmas magic. magic. Yes, absolutely. Let me and for me, the dash of it was, of course, that iconic scene of the bad guy dead in the elevator and. Ho, ho, now ho. I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Beautiful. Fantastic. I knew you would love that part. Oh, I knew it. My God. Oh, my, my gosh. <laughs> Christmas. So beautiful. Magic motherfucker. Because yeah. you know what? At that point, he is the magic man. They haven't seen him yet. They don't know what he's doing. And they're doing. just like, what the they, fuck? They're like, what the fuck is going on? They Literal can't find magic. Him. He's, he's, yeah. And then yeah. he's so bold as to say, and now I've got a machine gun. <laughs> Motherfucker. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, God. Literal, damn it. The definition of Christmas magic. I mean, the honestly, definition. I'm excited down there, Quinta. That's all I have to say. Just got talking you. about it. And you should be. I can't get over it. Bruce Willis, baby. Bruce Willis. Um, My dash is that he survives so True. many You're times. Right. Sorry. He falls in the elevator You're shaft right. and grabs on somehow, even that, though his hands are all slippy. That part. No, come and on. he ties a hose around yeah. his waist and jumps and yeah. he makes it. You Fun know. fact, Kate fact, um, they spent $130,000 on the glass alone for all of the scenes with, with the glass. It makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. 130000 on glass. And another fun fact, Bruce Willis uh, went partially deaf while filming. What? Mm-hmm. Damn. End of, uh, end of story. It's a crazy fact. Crazy fact. And, hey, let's get to it. Number three, escapism. escapism. Yeah, he yeah, I mean, sca- he escapes nonstop. They're escaping these bad guys. And I feel like it was Home Alone was the kid, mm-hmm. right? And then... 
uh, Catch Me If You Can was the uh, young adult, mm-hmm. and Die Hard is the full-grown man mm-hmm. in terms of watching the person who you're like, wow, you're mm-hmm. just in awe by them, like, outmaneuvering yeah, you're right. people. you're right. Wow. You know? Ooh, he's so hot. I just got, like, turned one again. I mean, how is he? <laughs> Ooh, Brucey. He's like, <laughs> he's a dirty boy. He's a dirty boy. Ooh, Bruce. Shout out to you, Bruce. Bruce, I know you're listening. Shout Good job. to you. Still got it. Uh, that's it. So that's it. So we, I think we've decided that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's a movie. Christmas movie. Yes. You can lay it to rest. Not only did Bruce Willis say it, but we said it. Mm-hmm. So and we meant it. So. And we meant it. Fight me. Fight me. So we're going to throw it to... Oh, sorry. Just Go. real quick. There is like a Christmas decoration or tree in almost every scene of Die Hard. I just want people to know that. So just... Check that out if you want to. The lighting is great. Christmas yeah. All, All right, right, cool. Send it to a break. When we come back, we're gonna announce our winners. Breakity break. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we're back for the last dog. Oh my god. I know. What did you learn throughout this? I'm just kidding. Let's just oh. talk about it. Oh, no, what'd you learn? I oh, I, I was prepared with an answer. I looks so sad. I learned that a Christmas film is special because it makes you believe. And I think that's very sweet. Mm. And I think that it's wonderful to probably get together with your family and friends and and watch these movies once a year. Um they wouldn't be as special if they happen year round. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. That is the final learning. They wouldn't be as special if you watch them year round. And I think there's something really nice about that. Yeah. I kind of only like watching Independence Day in the summer. Mm, that's fair. You know, when yeah. it comes on in the winter, I don't get the same vibe. So I think it's just like a bunch of movies made in that same way mm-hmm. for Christmas time. Yearly reminder. Yeah. To look at the good and open your heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's beautiful. Did you enjoy this experience, having seen so many movies for the first time now? And so many movies that were, I felt weird, because so many of them um, were very overtly I did. Christian. I did, because these are things I would have never watched before. So yeah. I do like the opportunity to be pushed out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to willingly step outside of my uh, comfort zone. My comfort zone is pretty big, so I'm always like moving around in there. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I would have watched some of these movies. Yeah. I just wouldn't have. Yeah. So it's really great to have had a reason to and discover what are now some of my favorite movies. I'm also inspired by some of them, so mm. that was really cool what one creatively. What you find the most inspiring? The most inspiring? Yeah. Um, a Muppets Christmas Carol. Does that lead us into... Yeah. We should just go there. <laughs> Let's go there. Monomena. 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 All right. So we have currently uh, reviewed and rated 15 movies, 10 yes. classic Christmas movies, and five uh, arguable mentions. And so 15 movies total, uh, and we are now going to hear our picks for our individual favorites, and then we're going to figure out if we can agree on a joint favorite. Quinta, Cisco, do you want to go first? (sighs) Yes. Okay. So my individual favorite Christmas movie is 
a Muppets Christmas Carol. Wow. I know. I'm so happy to a hear it. A real shocker for me. Yeah. Even. Yeah. It was one of the ones I was the least excited about watching. I was just like, did I get it? Muppets Christmas Carol. No. I almost was like, can I get away with not watching this? I'm not playing. Like, I know I, you did. I know. I, I like, know. Because we had so much to watch. You do this thing where you just don't remember stuff you don't want to be true. And that's true. So you just kept saying, wait, what was it again? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I wait, did. sorry. I can't remember. What was it? Oh, no, Muppets Christmas Carol. Which one was it? A Muppets? Wait, it's, it's the Muppets, it's a Muppets Christmas, Christmas story? story? A Christmas story? I just could not remember it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy that I got to see that movie. I mean it. That's not one I don't. I don't know if I ever would have paid attention to because yeah. I would have just been so like, I, if it was on TV, I would have flicked past it. I'm like, I get it, the Muppets. I would have just flicked past yeah. it, and you know, a Christmas Carol. I don't love that story, mm-hmm. but this movie made me love the story. I was so inspired by the artistry of it. I mean, puppeteering it always just blows my mind and inspires me and makes me want to become a better creator and whatever else I do. I don't do puppeteering, but. It's one of the craziest art forms to me Mm -hmm. that watching them really push it to lengths in their movies is fantastic. But now with so much awareness of how production works, I was just over the moon because I haven't watched a a Muppets movie in a really long time. And I just couldn't believe it made me love this story I don't care about and hate. And it made me love that story. So I I, and like I said, it even made me be like, ooh, a part of me was like, oh, my God, like. Christmas can be so beautiful. And I didn't think that with any of the other movies. That's, wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. It was the songs I, I, did, I do think that the the actual story, the Charles Dickens story, mm-hmm. is um, is pretty, like, re- you know, religious. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Muppet one, they mm-hmm. sort of, they made it more practical and more anyone could identify with it. Really. They did. You know, it was more about perspective and life. And the stuff that I wanted for this, like us, for our rating system and and yeah. even in terms of the arguable mentions, yeah. you know, and what mm-hmm. Christmas really is. Because mm-hmm. the other stuff is pushing some sort of agenda, right? right. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was real. They made it palatable Ugh, to, everyone. to everyone. which it was is a, yeah beautiful. Also, there's some just the humor in it to me is the one that really does it for me. I, yeah. I, there's this moment where the business school teacher, you know, like his school teacher is like, you need to learn business. Business is good. It's the American way. And Gonzo comes in his ear and just whispers something. He's like, it's the British way. Because he forget. <laughs> I'm like, look at that little. Pull. Just like, So cute. It's so good. Yeah. And I mean, I was just overwhelmed with. The I don't know. I was overwhelmed with it, really. I wanted to yeah. turn it on again as soon as it went off. I might go home and watch it. pretty <laughs> applicable to this time in our lives, yeah. just as, like, a society, too, because mm-hmm. of, um, I mean, Scrooge is money-hungry, yeah. right? And he's yes. super selfish, yes. and he's like, this is what success is. Right. And I think a lot of people nowadays yes. and you know what? are into fame and money and mm-hmm. all of that sort of I mean. Not nowadays. I mean, people have always been into it, right. but I feel like because it's so much more accessible to people, right. and it's more yeah. of like an app, like people could become famous <laughs> well, just on the internet. And in this time period, more than any other time period, sorry to interrupt, but this is where people are saying, "I want to become a billionaire, not a millionaire." That's yeah. new. Yeah. Now people want to be billionaires yeah. when they wake up, and that's like wild to yeah. think. You know how what you have to do to become that, and like yeah. that's not just a regular life. You know, life is. That's what they push in this. Life is about family. Life yeah. is about the love around you. Look at the people you. you have to step on. Yeah. And look at what your life really looks like. Right. And what it's going to, like, are you actually happy with all mm-hmm. of these things? So it's a really great 
call to action really to evaluate your own life and your yeah. own choices. Beautiful. It's really nice. I and it's done it. with Muppets. So it's gosh. Done with Muppets, man. You kidding me? It was fantastic. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. Me too. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got to tell you that. I was like, I was like, you're gonna be surprised with what my favorite is. Yeah. And I didn't tell you because I wanted to tell you here, but it was by far the surprise for me. I think I'm pleasantly so I'm I'm pleased. It's not a shock to me that that one would be your fave. Oh, you're happy. Yeah, I'm pleased. All right, Kate. Mine, Peterman, what is your favorite? Uh, mine is still Elf. <laughs> That's great. I didn't grow. <laughs> um, I do. But, I do have a more more of an appreciation, which I didn't think that this was going to happen. Oh. I have a much bigger appreciation for the arguable mentions. Oh, than I did before. Because okay. before I was like, "That's not a Christmas movie," right. but now I'm like. No, it is. I feel like my scope of Christmas movies got a lot bigger. Because yeah. I even, I really think that Catch Me If You Can is a Christmas movie, right? It's beautiful. And it's, it's wonderful. And I kind of, I think also watching, watching knowing that you were also watching them instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, this movie, I'm just watching it, right? Mm-hmm. And just being like, I wonder if Quint is going to like this. Mm-hmm. I wonder like how she feels at this moment mm-hmm. and whatnot, which is, yeah, I was just like, some of the movies I was like, eh, it's not going to be fun for her. I, I feel like this mm-hmm. part's not going to be fun, right? And mm-hmm. so it was nice. It was nice to watch the arguable mentions and see ones that are like. So that was your growth. That was my growth. Yeah. Christmas. You've been celebrating Christmas for years. This was all new and overwhelming to me. But yeah. It makes sense that Elf is still your favorite. You've been in the game. You're knee yeah. deep. You've. Yeah. You're, I also think that the Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is such a stressful time back home yeah. because of all of the reasons of like. You know, it's just everyone wants to make a memory Mm. and make it great. And then everyone's there and everyone sucks. And I love all of my family, but we all suck a Mm -hmm. little. And so having Elf as a complete escape, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a like a life fest. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I get it. And that's still your favorite. And I think that's beautiful because that's a testament to the fact that you have been celebrating Christmas your whole life. Mm -hmm. Who knows? My favorite may change over the years that we there are some that we still haven't watched that's true there's a lot of ones that didn't make the list may i ask what was your favorite arguable mention in terms of christmas movie yeah what was your favorite arguable mention yeah on this on this show because that's what you really had to deal with so which one was your favorite um i think catch me if you can catch me if you can yeah i really i like really really like Loved it. And I love that it was on Christmas that he had those those uh-huh. moments of, like, kind of reflection. Like, I don't have anyone. And uh-huh. no one's coming to look for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's just a kid. And I love that. Too. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. What was yours? Well, Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> because I'd never seen it before. And it was such a fun way to see this movie for the first time. Uh, because I think... I would have ignored it otherwise. I would have been like, I get it. It's Die Hard. It's good. I know it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's good. Like, I, I know people No, you don't have to show me it. Because yeah. that's the thing. People want to show you Die Hard. They go, you've never seen Die Hard? Yeah. No, watch it right now. No, you got to watch Shut Die up. Hard right Shut now. Shut up. I'm going to watch Sex in the City for the 17th time. And I'm going to mind my business and drink my wine. So I'm not sure I would have seen it. Yeah. So it's, it was this was a nice way to see it for the first time and, and think that it's a Christmas movie. So... We have to agree on one? We have to agree on one. And I think this is actually going to be kind of a short conversation. Okay. What do you think is the best overall as a Christmas movie that would fit for both of us? What's your nominee? Do you want to do it that way? I'm scared. Okay. Uh, Can I nominate two? Sure. 
My two fits for best Christmas movies. Can I guess what they are? Yeah. Home Alone 2 and, uh, no, it's Santa Claus and Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, how did you know? <laughs> Wait, hold on. How did you know? Uh, because I forgot about the connection you you have with the Santa Claus b- being a, wow, you the did first that so origin fast. story. That's yeah, scary. Yeah. I'm scary. a genius. I basically am also in Catch Me If You Can. That is true. I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. I am Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, that is so true. Yeah. All in right. terms of what I think probably the best quintessential Christmas movie out of yeah. all of them. Me to Central. What is it? <laughs> is, yeah, A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Or right? The Muppet's Christmas Carol. I thought you would yeah. say that. Yeah, absolutely, because it's it's a pl- it's still all about Christmas. It's, just, it's Christmas-focused. It's that girl. It is that bitch. It is that one. And everyone is striving to be that. And you know what? We're not wrong, because it is... A Christmas Carol, like it is Charles Dickens, like he wrote the Bible on how to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're crazy. He to wrote say the that. actual Bible too. Kate fact. No way. Yeah, I thought that was Jesus. Nope. Jesus wow. couldn't write. <laughs> Jesus couldn't write. You're calling Jesus illiterate. He had a lot of other things going on. Um. So. Oh, I'm not telling my parents about this one. (laughs) So we agree that A Muppet's Christmas Carol is the perfect Christmas movie? Yeah. Look at that! Dun, 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 dun. Joy to the world. Do, do. We have picked a movie. We picked the best Christmas film. It was a journey. We had a time. So did everyone else, and everyone can go home No, Drive safe. Happy holidays, everyone. And we just want to say thank you to you. Yeah, thank you so much. For listening, for getting on board with this. We had a good time. I had a blast. I can't believe it's over. And hey. Hey. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. No matter who you are. No Merry matter what Christmas, you celebrate, you animal. no matter what race, creed, religion you belong to, mm-hmm. enjoy your holiday season. It's going to get you no matter what. So live it up. Live it up how, how you want, and hopefully it's, uh, it's a good one. Love you. Love you. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.